Hi, I'm Derek Arcurni. Welcome to Shamanic Innovations. Hi, this is Derek. Welcome back to Shamanic Innovations. Um, today I wanted to actually talk a little bit about the idea of <laughs> messages. And really, did we all get the message? Um, there's a famous comedian who, uh, his name is Eddie Griffin, and during one of his comedy specials, he's telling this joke, and he tells this line. Um, he's going through this whole diatribe of religions and stuff, and he tells this line, uh, I believe it was something like, um, Christians say Jesus was the messenger, um, Muslims say it was Muhammad, you know, some say Buddha, whatever. But his thought there was, you know, Blake the messenger, did you get the message? And I think that's something that, you know, we all kind of lose track of. Yeah, that was a joke there, but it's a serious point. There's a lot of serious points that are made in comedy that none of us really get at the time. But that's a serious point there. Did you get the message? Um, were you looking at the person giving the message like, oh, well, you know, they're cute or they're ugly, you know, they're black, they're white, they're short, they're tall, they're old, they're young. You know, did you make some sort of judgment against them before they even opened their mouth? Did you look at that thing, you know, there's a meme, there's a video, whatever, and did you make a judgment based on the external that you saw, or did you actually get deep and find the message? You know, even just, you know, the people that we interact with every day, um, you know, when you were standing in line at the store, did you actually take a moment and talk with the person next to you, you know, and communicate? Because that might have been their only conversation of the day. <laughs> you know, you might have been the person that changed their life there just by saying hello. And it's kind of weird to say, especially, you know, nowadays, like, oh, what do you mean? I can actually communicate with someone in, you know, the real world. And it doesn't have to be on Facebook. Yeah. No, it doesn't have to be on social media. You can communicate with the person in the real world. Or it could be social media. You know, and I want to knock that because, you know, there, there's that South Park episode where the kid only has one friend. Well, you know what? Maybe you need more than one friend. And, you know, maybe, you know, if you even if you do have that one friend, communicate with that one friend. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you don't take a moment to communicate with that one friend, you know, that's going to you know, have an impact on their day versus if you do take that moment. And if that one friend does communicate with you, did you listen to what they had to say? Did you get the message? You know, did you actually understand what was going on? Or are you just sitting here collecting time, collecting space, you know, kind of foddering, teetering? That's the question of the day. Did you actually get the message? Um, so we're going to look into this. I'm Derek with Shamanic Innovations, and we will return here in a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Shamanic Innovations. So when I was young, I grew up living next door to a church, and... One of the advantages of that, um, it kind of seemed like, in a sense, that we grew up 
um, living backstage at Disney because you got to see a lot of what went on behind the scenes and what really went on with the people. Um, but another thing that I can say with that that was kind of interesting and cool was that you got to see a lot of different traveling messengers. And it was very easy for me, I think, to, you know, I'm, I'm someone who gets distracted very easily, especially, you know, by visual things. It's, I'm an auditory person, so even by auditory things. Um, but, you know, it's just nature of life that we get distracted, and there's a whole section on distractions and blinders and all that. But um, one of the things that I remember noticing was, you know, sometimes... Uh, I'd find myself, you know, I'd look away or whatever and, you know, read or whatever. And that was like my way of just kind of being able to not get so blinded and distracted by what I visually saw with each messenger as they came through. Because, you know, in churches you have guest speakers come through all the time. Um, because I was actually kind of interested, even at a young age, in what message was being said more importantly than who was delivering that message. It was important for me, you know, I, I would find myself like, you know, if, even if I didn't have a book to read, I'd go grab a hymnal and put my face into that or something. And, hey, I'm going to read this until you say something that's going to get my attention, until you distract me from whatever I'm doing here and give me a better message to read. <coughs> and, you know, and I think this is something, you know, it's something that I've kind of carried in whatever. Um... I'm also a distracted person, you know, when it came to school. So I didn't doodle as much, but I might write other things. You know, if I wasn't writing notes for your class, I was writing something else. You know, I can remember there was this one history class that I took in uh, high school. And I got an A in this thing perfectly because dude could talk. I didn't really care what he talked about. He did bring up some really cool stuff. He talked about his... VW Bug at Jacksonville State University being the cheapest college in America. Uh, you know, he talked about some great things. I don't think he ever really talked about history, but all the notes were right in front of you on the screen. You would just have little notes that you keep putting up um, on the screen. And, you know, if I didn't want to listen to him, I could write. <laughs> and, you know, it was like that sort of thing. Hey, you know, and if he said something that re resonated, I could listen. You know, and that's something that we kind of miss here is this idea of being able to push forward, being able to just write, you know, hey, notes on the screen, just write. But there's going to be a messenger that's delivering a message also. You know, I mean, I'm sure that teacher, you know, he had a curriculum to follow. He had textbooks, whatever. You know, there's stuff he has to cover. It was a history class, like I said. So, you know, he's covering World War this and Roman Empire that and, you know, history. Stuff that happened, you know, obviously before I was born at the time. History. <laughs> but, you know, he, he had those things to cover. He had th a message he wanted to get out also. I mean, some of it I kind of wish I'd listened to. Jacksonville, Univers Jacksonville University was not the cheapest school in America. Jacksonville State University was. Should have probably listened to that part of the message, but I can't really fault the messenger in that. You know, the messenger is not as important a lot of times as the message, and we lose track of that message a lot of times. Um, because of these messengers. You know, I, I can remember, going back to that church example, you'd have the uh, flashy sort of ministers who would come in, and, you know, they had the nice car, and the nice suit, and, you know, the nice smile. And then, especially because this was a kind of poor town and poor city, you know, area, 
um, you know, poor church, poor people went to it, whatever. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to keep using that word poor, but economically depressed is a lot to get out. So poor area, poor you know congregation here. You also had a lot of not so wealthy ministers, which you know I can respect that being a not so wealthy person. You know, there were the ministers who came in and they didn't have the flashy car, they didn't have the new suit, they didn't have the you know super duper version of the Bible. They just had like the old school Bible, you know. They didn't have all the flashy stuff. They were just, you know, dopey little dude walking up here. And, you know, they didn't have the flashy message. There was no like lights and explosions or whatever. It was just a message. And that I could respect because it was like, all right, I'm sitting here. I'm just reading along. You saying something that I might need to, you know, this book's going to be here. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just waiting for you to say something for me. So you finally have said something and, you know, even though you aren't Mr. Flashy, you have a message that I should listen to. It's not about the messenger, it's about the message. And, and I wanted to go ahead and, you know, and say that part of it, you know, just because I know that a lot of what I'll be discussing here, you know, there are going to be two sides to this coin. There are going to be the, you know, the side that is very spiritual, and there's going to be a side that's, you know, very... I'll say even secular in a sense. There's going to be the side that might be religious, and there's going to be the side that's worldly. There's going to be the side that's, you know, of a higher plane, there's going to be the side of a lower plane. You know, it's going to be the 5D to 3D, the whatever. <laughs> you, know, you know, the yin and yang of this will be discussed. And as I say these things, you know, I want to make sure, one, that, you know, the listeners who are coming in, especially these people who do not know me, and I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, you don't know me. Um, you do not know who Derek R. Kearney is as a human being individual, so you don't know my past, you don't know my story, and I feel that important to share with you so that you know where we are coming from. As, you know, this is a starting point, this podcast here is a starting point for my personal growth and regeneration and everything, my rebirth. Um, I feel that, you know, as we become a community, we need to have a starting point here of where's Derek coming from. So, yeah, you know, I'm probably coming from a, you know, Christian, even Baptist background. Now, with that said, also, you know, these are not things that I practice every day in my life. And you'll hear a lot about that journey also in this. But, you know, it's important to note, like, you know, you know, where I might say, insert favorite deity name here um, for a version of God, I will often, you know, refer back to it as God, you know, where I might, you know, say, you know, think it might often have a Christian, you know, sort of thing, just because it's, you know, where I'm coming from is my starting point. It's the easiest point for me to teach from. Um, with that said, I'm not, you know, saying for you to make, you know, one choice over another of, you know, what your favorite deity name is or, you know, your favorite book and teaching or whatever. Um, I'm just telling you the path from where I've came from. <laughs> I'm not even telling you yet where we're going to. I'm just, you know, this is where we're, you know, this is me drawing the line in the sand here. You know, this is me kind of looking around the surroundings and, you know, figuring out where we're at so that we can start. So as far as we know, yeah, I come from this small um, southern town living next door to a black Baptist church in the 80s with a lot of different, you know, clap your hands, stomp your feet, amen, get the feet type preachers in there, you know, the holy rocking, amen, 
<clears throat> I do a thing on, there's a video I did on YouTube, Revan Mountaintop. And <laughs> Revan Mountaintop is something that I created in college. It's like a drunk inspirational speaker um, that I created for a friend of mine just to kind of get her out of a blob, probably for like a test or something, test her boyfriend or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to create this drunk inspirational speaker who happens to be a reverend. <laughs> reverend Mountaintop. And the whole thing was just, you know, it was kind of this play on a lot of what I heard growing up from these ministers because I could almost tell you exactly how a lot of these messages went, you know. And, it, it, you know, it's crazy because as I think through my life now, you know, and all the different steps that I've been in and everywhere I've gone, all the different messages that I've received, a lot of times the messengers have all pretty much used a script. That's right, they used a script. It doesn't matter if I'm sitting in a newsroom and we're talking, you know, today's top stories, blah, blah, blah happened. Let's go live to blah, blah, blah with more. Okay, blah, 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 what happened? Blah, 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 this is what happened. Roll video. Blah, 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 blah. Sound. Blah, 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 blah. More blah, 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 blah. Back to you in the studio. Okay. Up next, blah, 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 blah. But first, blah, 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 blah. You know, news. Doesn't matter, okay? But you guys aren't here for news. You're probably here for what? Like, um, let me think here. Meow, 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 meow. Now that is a video that I actually did on YouTube also. Meow, 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 meow. This is an inspirational video for cats. And the reason why I did this video, you know, one, again, I like making the funny thing. Meow, meow, meow. Sound. But also, the message that was, you know, being put out there, it's a lot of what I'll say that we hear um, today. If, if you watch any YouTube, and especially if you watch any of this, um, you know, helping YouTube that goes into this idea of ascension, um, you know, there's this idea, and it's kind of, you know, it's new agey spiritual slash self-help that we are all on a path, and our path, you know, has ups and downs, and there are certain ones of us that go through these downs so that we can come back up, but we're all on our own path to go back up, and we're all coming up together. We're all ascending. It was like 11-11 when I actually said that, too, by the way, just looking at the clock, so maybe that's a little something. But anyway, we're all ascending, and as we all ascend here, things can be tough. And let me see if I can remember the whole message here. Meow. 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 Yeah, it was something like, hi. Listen, I know things are kind of rough out there. You know, it's a big scary world with a lot of weird people things are going wrong and you don't know what to do. But listen, you've got this. You've got this. I love you. Goodbye now. I think that's what pretty much the cat was saying in that YouTube video. Which, <laughs> if you listen to any of these videos, it's like, listen, there's this big, vast world out there and as we all become better people, just know that you're good. 
yeah, things are rough right now. And some of these videos, you know, they get into like galactic overlords and aliens and are you a Palladian or Starseed? I'm personally thinking I'm a Starseed, you know, because that's kind of like the, hey, you've been sent from, you know, wherever and, you know, it wasn't really, you, you came here to make the world better and then you're off on your way, but you, you know, this isn't really like your home, you're off of your other home. And I, I can relate to that, okay? That'll be my choice. I don't think I'm going to be a Palladian or Andromedan or whatever, but I'll be the Starseed type. That's cool. But even with that, Starseeds, listen, you got this. Okay? Listen, Arterians, the Arterians love you. You know, I, I love this. Listen, we are on the Arterian High Council. We are here to help everyone, and we're here to tell you that you've got this. That is pretty much what these messages all say. You know, when people, and, and like some of you are laughing because you're like, damn, there, there is what that message says. Some of you are laughing like, what the fuck's an Artarian? It does not matter, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Don't throw out all that. Did you get the message? Okay? You know? Did you get the message? Like, uh, I can remember. One time, actually, this was kind of funny. Um, my old house that I lived in, I had a gentleman drop by who um, was wanting to push his, you know, Jehovah's Witness thing. And uh, growing up, let's say, you know, we grew up in that small house, you know, with the church next door in the poor town. You know, let's just say there were always ministers who came by, you know, because they saw the house. But there was also this group, and they would come by on Saturdays, this group of ladies who would come by and see my mom from Jehovah Witnesses in town. Um, and it was cool. You know, my mom would let them in, and they would sit down. She'd make them a cup of tea, and, you know, they'd pull out their little Jehovah Witness Bibles and read their things, and she'd pull out her little Bible and read her thing. And, you know, everybody part ways, shake hands as friends, and it was it was great, <laughs> you know? It was wonderful. It was what, like, people should do with other people who maybe practice something different, you know? I mean, I don't think there were any, you know, Muslims or Buddhists or, you know, Hindus in Palaka at the time, and if there were, then, sorry, I didn't come over, but, hey, there were some Jehovah Witnesses who came over, you know, so... You know, we had a little Baptist time, you know, and everybody, nobody was like, oh, you're going to hell because you don't go to our church. They were like, eh, whatever, you know, here's our stuff, here's your stuff, you know. It's kind of like what, you know, kind of like what we pretend Thanksgiving is, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, we're all going to share. That's really what we had with this little Saturday afternoon Bible study that happened a couple times. So, you know, so I was cool with it. So I let this guy in, you know, once or twice, whatever. He seemed chill, you know. And he was an older guy. Um, you know, pretty much like on his way out the door, I remember. Um, but, you know, this was still his thing. So he would come through my neighborhood, stop by, whatever. And um, I remember, you know, like the thing that kind of got him in the door with me, um, you know, he was an old, like, Irish Catholic, you know, white dude, you know. And I, I'm, I'm me, you know, I probably would have just shut the door on him instantly. But he was like, hey. I'm going to tell you a joke when he opens the door. Instead of just, hi, you know, have you heard a joke? Witness? And then, you know, I probably would have shut the door. Instead he was like, hi, I'm going to tell you a joke. And he's standing there holding a pamphlet. And I'm like, 
you're about to sucker me into something and I'm going to come blindly running too. Just yippee. <laughs> but, you know, it's because he saw it. He's like, You ready for this joke? I don't think you guys are ready for this joke. I'm going to tell you this joke anyway, because this joke is stuck with me. I did not go to practice. I mean, even P practiced JW. I didn't, you know. I, I followed P everywhere. But mm -mm, this joke stuck with me right here. Y'all ready for this joke? I'm going to give you all this joke. Y'all ready? <sighs> There's a dude in a boat. And the dude's boat has a problem. So it can't go anywhere. Sinking. Got his life vest on, so you know, he'll make it for a little bit. But that boat's sinking. And all of a sudden, another little boat comes by, you know, just whatever. You know, ran, ran a little, you know, another little speeder. Probably fit just him on, you know, whatever. None of his stuff, but just him. You know, save his life. Another little boat comes by. Hey, buddy! You wanna jump on my boat with me? You know, get off your sinking one there and, you know, actually live? He's like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, you know, I got my stuff on here, you know, uh, you know, I call for help, Coast Guard's gonna come, whatever, you know, I I'm good, you know, I I'm good, dude, whatever, I, you know, you don't know the Coast Guard, like, you know, Coast Guard's chill, but this guy's like, you know, he's depending on whatever, he's like, yeah, I'm good, so, you know, a little boat leaves, he's like, yo, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, I got my stuff on here, I don't wanna leave it, whatever. Dude's sitting there, boat's still taking on water. He's got a life vest on, boat's still taking on water. That boat's, you know, getting ready to sink that he's on there. Another little, you know, scooper comes by. This could maybe take, like, him, you know, a few of his things if he acted quickly, but most of his stuff's, like, going underwater, so he probably should just get off the boat, you know. But, you know, whatever. But it's just not a good-looking boat. You know, it's kind of ugly, and it's probably got, you know, it's full of fish, so it smells. Ugh. Fish smells. So, you know, the boat's sitting there, and this guy comes by, and he's like, Yo, bud, look like your boat's taking on water there. You want to hop in here? I mean, I know we got some fish in here, and, you know, it's a full boat and everything, but we might be able to make it back to shore at least, you know, get you off the water. And I'm throwing in this accent, by the way. This guy did not have a Sunday accent or Cajun or whatever I'm doing here for any of this boat story. I'm just throwing this in. In fact, I'm making the story a little bit longer than it was, but whatever. I like telling stories like this. One boy looks back at him. He's like, nah, man, you know, I got my life jacket on. You know, got something important down there. This boat ain't going down. You know, I paid good money for this boat. Even if it goes down, I want to know where it's at, you know. I don't know you, your boat smells like fish, I'm whatever. I got this dude, no worries. Second dude takes off. All of a sudden, you know, his boat just sinks into the water. Whoo, man, you know, you got like the tip of the boat left. It's like the Titanic, you know, it's split in half, it's got the tip part, it's just barely above the water, you know, it looks like, one of, like, it looks like an iceberg basically that he's standing on, because he's just barely above the water there. At least he's got a life jacket on, you know, hey. Third thing comes cruising by. And this is like a giant, you know, cruise party, woohoo, you know, with its own separate whatever, you know, security force. And, you know, they, they got the everybody. They could really save this dude's life. But, you know, everybody speaks like a foreign language. And, 
you know, they got weird music going, and it's a bunch of people on that boat. And they call down, yo, dude, look at you down there. You got a life jacket on, man. Yo, you want to come up here and party with us? Yo, bro, yo, bro, you want to come party with us? We got, like, everything, man. We got, like, girls and chicks and guys and everything, man. We got, like, sex, drugs, rock and roll. You want to come party with us on this yacht, man? We got, like, the super yacht. You want to come party with us? And this dude's looking up from, like, a nothing boat. He didn't even have a lifeboat. Like, everyone would, like, throw him down a lifeboat so he can, like, save his life, you know. Yo, dude, we're going to, like, throw you down a lifeboat, you know, and then, like, when you get on a lifeboat, you can shoot up with us, like, a regular boat, and chill. And this dude's looking at him, like, I don't know what you're saying, so no, it's too far from you and me right now. No, I'm just going to wait here with what's left of my boat <laughs> in my life jacket. <laughs> So the third boat leaves, and this dude's now stuck in the water. This boat sunk. Baby shark comes eat him. Doop, 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 doop. Baby shark. The end. <laughs> and baby shark was not around. Doop, 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 doop. Baby shark was not around at that uh, time that I heard this joke. But the moral of the joke <laughs> is that at some point, you know, you got to take that life vest. You, you know, you got to take that life rub. You got to, you know, you got to jump on a new boat. At some point, you got to get the message. You know? At some point, it has to happen. That said, you know, I invited this dude in. You know, we're like, hey, we're, we're going to be cool. We're going to have tea. You know? Just like Bob used to do. You could have told me anything and say you told me a joke about a boat. <laughs> you told me a good message. You know? It's the thing. It's who is telling us a good message. Who out here is telling us a good message? You know? We spend a lot of our time sitting in front of boxes five, six, seven days a week looking for a message. 222, when I said that right there. A lot of our time is spent sitting in front of boxes looking for messages. You know, sitting in front of our computers, sitting in front of our TVs, in front of our devices, radios even, looking for messages, looking for, you know, what's supposed to be going on, even a book's box. Looking for messages. And we discredit the ones often that don't really look right. You know, I mean, if you think about it here, you know, when you go to hear a DJ play, do you go to hear the one that play that has the big light show, or do you go hear the one play that just has like two little speakers? And you go hear the one with the big light show. Because you think that's supposed to be the best message. You know, I can remember people telling me, hey, you know, when your crowds are going out there, yeah, you know, they're out to hear music, but they're also out what they can see. You know, we get entrapped by what we see instead of what the message is. So many times we do this. So many times we do this. We get so entrapped by the messenger versus the message. You know, and I think this is why... We as a society have, you know, some of the problems that we do right now is that we've got entrapped by messengers. You know, we've got entrapped by the idea that someone has a certain amount of notoriety, they have a certain amount of name, clout, whatever. Um, they have something kind of flashy. It's, you know, we, we see the gold plating, we see the cubic accordion sparkling up with, where diamonds should be. We see the flash. 
and we miss the message. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, there's anything against having wealth and prosperity and things of that nature. Um, obviously, you know, one of the things that we all need is, you know, one, we need to be able to survive, but two, we need to be able to thrive in whatever we do, even if it is not, you know, we need to be able to thrive to the point where, you know, we're happy, we're content, we're, you know, taken care of in what we're doing here. Um, we can afford the things that we need. We can do the things that we want. You know, we can explore. We can, you know, grab, you know, it's not a decision between this and eating this and medicine, you know. We, we need to be able to grow, you know, and growth needs nourishment. You know, if you're a plant, you need water, you need soil, but you probably, you know, could use a little bit of nourishment in there also. That's where, you know, you have that rich soil come in, you know, there's a fertilizing type of agent or something natural that you can decompose and decompose and, you know, you use in fertilizing, you know, the ground. Um, this is where these things come into play here, is, you know, making that soil good where you have nourishment where you can grow and getting sunlight and Sunlight's also, you know, a good thing for plants is nourishment, you know, so you can grow. Water, nourishment, grow. So it's the same thing for us, you know, as people. Yes, you know what? We need food, air, water, sex, sleep. You know, this is, again, covered in a YouTube video. You're going to hear that a few times. Um, but, yeah, we need to take in things inside of us for nourishment, food. <laughs> I think that's even the first topic I said, hey, you know what, what are you putting into your food? What are you eating, you know, what are you consuming? What are you consuming? What are you consuming? You know, what music are you consuming? What videos are you consuming? TV shows are you consuming? Movies are you consuming? Books are you consuming? This is just as, you know, your daily activities that you are consuming. What people are you consuming? Consume, you know, your food. Your air also, you know, is consumption. But what are you speaking? What truth are you speaking? What's coming out of your mouth? What are you, you know, how much breathing are you doing? And what's coming out from that breath? How much movement do you get, you know, and breath control, sleep, all, you know, control even while you sleep, while you're awake, you know. And what are you saying, you know, with this energy that you just took in with the food, what do you, it's, you know, take it out of it? Uh, your water, obviously, you know, how are you keeping yourself fluid, hydrated, in and out, you know. Sex, I don't think I even need to go into that, you know. But, yeah, you know, are you getting what you need as a human being? Um, and are you getting proper, you know, are you getting proper actual, I shouldn't mean say it's sex, but more like socialization, are you getting around other people correctly? Um, yeah, so food, air, water, socialization, but sex. And then sleep, obviously, being the last one. Are you getting the proper amount of rest? You know, are you taking care of yourself correctly? Um, and these are things that we all need in our lives. We don't necessarily listen when people tell us this, but we all do need these things in our lives. Plants need, you know, their sort of nourishment. Humans need their nourishment also. But do we listen? No, we instead, we fight these things. We fight these things individually, and we fight these things collectively instead of taking them, in, you know, individually and collectively. We fight it individually in saying that we don't take care of ourselves, you know. Not only 
not taking care, you know, physically, not doing the right things, not eating correctly, not sleeping correctly, not moving correctly, etc. But also mentally and emotionally, we fight this and that we give ourselves a lot of negative self-talk towards this. You know, we often will find ourselves in situations where um, it's very, you know, it's a very easy choice. We can say that we can or we can't. We can say that we should or we shouldn't. We can say that we do or we don't. And instead of us choosing the positive, we choose to say the negative a lot of times to ourselves. Um, and, I, and I know that I've done this in my lifetime and, you know, hey, I can't really handle that or I can't do this or I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what's going on versus just kind of getting over that and saying, all right, you know, I know what's happening, you know, and even if I do screw this up, whatever, great, you know. Um, you know, it's a little weird. Today's January 20th. Uh, I spent most of my morning today, it's a Sunday, it's been about eight hours working on a painting in the uh, back room, uh, between an app and, you know, it's just some other things, but working on a painting. Um, and I'll say eight hours because that's about the amount of Bob Ross videos that played in the background during all of this today. And one of the videos really touched on something. Uh, I remember him saying, you know, he didn't even really do it for too long, but it was like, hey, you know, there's a lot of fear usually with taking that first stroke, you know. And if you know anything with Bob Ross, a lot of his strokes are really like X's and crisscrosses and little light sort of. <laughs> so. A lot of that time, you know, and I actually kind of teared up for a bit when he said that. So yeah, it's a lot of fear behind taking that first stroke and the first bit of painting on the canvas. But you know, just sit there, just practice for a little bit if you need to. Just move your arm back and forth to crisscross, and you know, if you eventually end up with painting on the canvas, whatever. It's a happy little accident, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I probably made it that last little whatever part and then combined it with this whole happy little accident thing. But that's the point. You know, you're going to screw up. Whatever. Brush it off. You know. People don't see, you know, Bob Ross or any sort of artist as being a messenger um, a lot of times. But, you know, these people really do have a message that they give us. You know, they don't really look at musicians. They don't look at a prince, per se, you know, as being a messenger until he has a message to give us. And, you know, and the exception a lot of times with this is once the person is gone. You know, obviously Bob P. 3121, as I say that. Um, you know, they are what, what we, you know, might consider to be now ascendant masters in a lot of fields. Um, you know. But, uh, you know, for time being, a lot of people, I think, kind of looked at them and were just kind of like, eh, random dude on PBS, big crisscrosses. Eh, random dude on guitar. I don't know how to, if he even knows how to spell his name anymore. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, we shoot the messenger a lot of times. And uh, I can remember a lot of people, you know, going through and saying, hey, you know, this person hadn't, you know, done anything really relevant, or this person, you know, 
they're looking for that sort of status thing. That, you know, they want some sort of thing that they can lift up in the person, you know, show like, hey, you know, they got gold plated at this and they got that and they have all this sort of stuff and that means that they know what they're going to do here. You know, we want for our smart people, you know, it's kind of weird. You know, you want smart people who have PhDs and, you know, plural, you know, of these themselves individually. You know, you want smart people who, you know, seem to have everything. And you don't really want to consider the idea of smart people who, you know, just read a book and know something and, you know, you don't really want to consider someone smart unless there's something that they can show you to prove it. Unless they can stand above everyone with the great chin and tell you how smart they are. You don't want strong people unless they can stand above everyone with a great chin and tell you how strong they are. You don't want beautiful people unless they can... I'm not even going to do it again. <laughs> but this is how we want our people. Instead of just realizing the people, you know, the, the beauty, the intelligence, the strength is inside of the person. It's not in the message. It's inside of the message. It's inside of that person. Three, 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 three right there. And just inside of the person, the beauty's inside of the person, the strength, that message is inside of the person. Okay? That's what you're getting out. You're taking what's inside of that person out. And when you do that, it is best to just, you know, if you need to close your eyes, it's kind of why I feel good about the idea of doing this as a podcast versus, you know, being straight up YouTube. Um, one thing I did, you know, last week, I took last week's podcast and, you know, threw that joker onto a little bits of a thing and right on the YouTube it went. The whole, almost two hours of it. Because, yeah, I'll let you, you know, watch it. More importantly, I'll let you listen to it. Because I know myself a lot of times, you know, as I've watched these different messages here, um, it hasn't really been as important to see the person as it has been to hear the person. And as, you know, as I get really further into this, yeah, you know what, it's been a case where it's like, hey, you know what, I'll come back and, you know, I can see they really got something to say and, you know, now I'm going to look over and now I'm looking at them and, you know, you can see that sort of fire in their eye where they mean it. So, yeah, that's great. Or maybe it is just a podcast. So, you know what, now I'm going to kind of stop whatever I'm doing. Because, you know, I... You know, we've been talking here for a while. Do you really want to listen to everything? Yeah, you should listen to everything because in all of this, this is a message. And it's like you have to, you know, listen. You have to clear your mind and listen. Your eyes deceive you. Your eyes will deceive you, so listen, you know. One of the big things that they say, you know, in defense and self-defense especially is to listen, be aware of your surroundings. You know, ideally, you should be able to walk down the street as if you were blind, as if you were blindfolded, as if, you know, you had blinders on, whatever, because you're not going to really hear what's around you. You're not really going to see, excuse me, what's around you. You're just going to stay focused. So you should move towards that goal with those blinders. But here in this world, 
It's like, oh my goodness, the idea of having blinders on. The idea of not being able to see what's around, have not had the peripheral. The idea of not being able to see, you know, like, okay, you know that goal's in front of you. In this world here, we all think, okay, that goal's in front of us. But man, you know, since I know the goal's in front of me, I'll just, you know, kind of put the blinders here almost as if they were an arrow to point. And that way I can see everything around me. Because, oh man, something might come up. And no, that's not how you should be doing this. That is not the way to go. Let's put that blinder on and go forward. Move forward, folks. And let these ears be your eyes. Okay, listen. Listen to what's around you. Close your eyes for a second. Just take a moment and listen. Is the wind blowing? What direction is the wind blowing? Okay, is it coming from your left, your right? North, south, east, west? You know, if you're outside long enough, I'm going to give you all a little tip. If you're outside long enough, you can tell which way is north, south, east, west. Just look, find where the sun's at, okay? Right now, the sun's behind me. All right. I'm going to guess we got a, okay, so that is going to be west over there. We have a, ooh, north, ooh, northeast wind. No, no, north, what, yeah. Went out of the northeast. Yeah, went out of the northeast at about 10 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour. I'm going to go to Weatherbug right now just to kind of check this. Um, and I probably got the wind speed a little incorrect, but I'm going to go just to see if I am anywhere close. Oh, northwest 6. Oh, what did I say? Northeast 10. Okay, whatever. I'm not that great. Northwest. Yeah, I uh, know. Out of northeast. Yeah, that was right. Out of northeast six. I see. That was right. Northeast six. Okay. So you know what? Here's the thing. You get really used to your surroundings just by listening. You get really used to your surroundings just by listening. I know all that's outside, but I can still kind of hear, you know, as the wind chimes go, and I can hear, you know, the trees rustle around me from over there. I can also just hear, like in the room, here where I'm standing right now, I can hear the ceiling fans blowing. Here's a little rock that I'm using to uh, hold for the light thing. You can kind of hear that move just a little bit. Spirits outside right now. You can hear that. Bob Ross is actually still playing in one of the other rooms. I can hear that. You know, take a moment with the surroundings. I can hear those things around me. But as I look forward, I can see the future. And that's all I should see. You know, when you do this, okay, you figure out where you're at. Take a moment. Find your surroundings. Draw your line in the sand. You focus in on that starting point. And then guess what else you're going to do? You're going to listen. You're going to listen for that message. You're going to listen for that message. Okay? You're going to listen for that message. If you are in a race, you know, if you're actually a racehorse, you know, you're the jockey there with your racehorse, or you're the runner there, on your mark, you're focused in, and you're listening for that, you know, you're listening for that go, you're listening for that gunshot, that bang, that do, 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 you know, you're listening for that message. Listen for that instruction to go. You know what? It's the same thing here. You are listening for a message. You're going to stop and you're going to listen for a message. And you're not really going to fault those who give you the message. You're not going to fault the messenger 
but instead you're going to listen to see what they have to say as your message. Yeah, not, you know, not all messengers are the same, so not all messages are the same. You know. I think if you're in the middle of like a NASCAR race and Granny just comes out and says, okay, have a good time, it's not going to be the same, but you know what? Uh, you know, seeing the NASCARs where they, you know, the big races where they have done the stop lights down to the green light. Uh, you know, seeing them do the, sh the little gunshot in the air. I don't really like the gunshot. That seems kind of, uh, I think I'd miss that one. I'd probably do better with the little, you know, or even like, you know, in the good old days where you had the handkerchief. Lady out with the handkerchief. She dropped the handkerchief and that was like your cue to go if you were, you know, doing the little drag race type of thing down the street. You know, that's your messenger. <laughs> and you can't fault whoever they put as the lady with the handkerchief there. You have to listen to the message where she says to go. Okay? <laughs> you can't fault the messenger. You have to listen to the message. I really want to, you know, get onto this topic today because um, I spent some time earlier I have a thing with memes um, you know I like to say that you know in my life there's messages from you know music and messages from memes and you know music messages are usually you know about as great as anything you know music's Probably, in my opinion or my belief, uh, the closest that we have as human beings to having conversations with God. Because this is how we communicate with God, this is how God communicates with us through music. You know, it's actually having in your language conversations, if you want to have that. Um, And, you know, if, if you're like, well, this music, that's not really a prayer, well, then go read Psalms again. It's a whole book of prayers based on songs. I wonder how they sound set to music, you know. Give me 23rd Psalm with a beat, you know. But whatever. Don't shoot the messenger. Listen to the message. So, the other thing in my life is memes, you know, little things that we find on the internet each day, um, some of which are, you know, political in nature or um, funny in nature. You, know, you might even have your raunchy sort of ones. A lot of them are, you know, in nature, sort of inspirational. Uh, I would say that memes are where I discovered, you know, anything about this idea of ascension and vibration, you know, idea of cleansing, you know, yourself and just becoming a better person and, you know, who we are, beings. Um, memes have been kind of, you know, in ways the toy of and the saving grace from depression. You know, in some of my low points, hey, you know what, I'm going to go and sit and look for memes. And um, it's changed my Facebook experience to where, you know, my feed, I don't really have a lot of, you know, news that comes through. Um, 
news agencies, whatever, you know, I, great, you know, we can be friends, but I don't really look at your stuff. Um, if I have friends even who share a lot of news articles, I won't look at them. Instead, I'm more of a memer. You know, I am a guilty by fault memer. Just give me all your memes, you know. So, you know, with that said, yeah, there's a lot of tough, you know, and I will usually, if you follow DRock the Almighty One on Instagram and, you know, whatever DRock77 sarcasm I think it is on Tumblr, I can't remember what the Twitter is, I think it's still sarcasm, but DRock77 sarcasm, yes. 4444, right there, DRX77 Sarcasm. If you follow any of my sites and whatever, you'll notice a lot of memes. A lot, a lot of memes, a lot of memes. Yeah, you know, for my Facebook friend, you'll notice a lot of memes. Um, I probably about as many memes tagged with my face as I do pictures of myself. So, a lot of memes. And I took a point, um, actually, to post a meme and, um, within the past day. And, you know, the meme that I posted there, uh, there were a couple memes to it. You know, one was actually somewhat, you know, of a stance, um, kind of saying to people that, you know, we should respect our elders, especially, you know, our elders of this land here. Uh, I live in America, for those who don't know. Um, so the elders of this land, we should respect them. And, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. But... Another, you know, reason for this was, you know, being Sunday here in America, a lot of people, you know, spend their Sundays in prayer. A lot of people spend their Sundays in prayer with different messengers. Um, and some of you may not, you know, agree with the messengers that your neighbor is spending their Sunday with. Some of you maybe, you know, your messengers are on Saturday or Friday, depending on what type of message you're into getting, you know, or type of messenger, I should say. You know, some of you, you prefer your messages out of, you know, science books or whatever it may be. And I'm not going to fault anybody for that. Um, but I just want to read the meme for you all here. Because, I, you know, I think it's important in what, you know, we're saying here today with this idea. Um, let me just find a moment to look it up, and here we go. Don't let anyone tell you that your prayers aren't heard because you don't speak the language, because you don't live on the land, because you don't know the songs, because you don't carry a pipe, because you don't have tobacco, because you aren't wearing a skirt, because you aren't drug or alcohol free. Because you aren't heterosexual. Everyone is free to pray. In the end, only Creator gets to decide which prayers will be answered. Pray. Now this here, um, above those words, there's a feather. Words are, you know, in a circle. And there's um, four colors, white, black, red, and yellow together. And, you know, and I had someone actually ask me if it was a German flag, and I'm like, oh, not to my knowledge. You know, I thought it was with the, you know, the whole feather and, you know, the colors, you know, put out together. You know, maybe it is, you know, the person lives in Europe, so maybe, but 
no, I'm you know, I'm talking America, you know, great, you know, but um, I had another person who came back to me, um, who made a point of, you know, just kind of insisting, well, this is all great and dandy what you're saying here, that people should, you know, you know, have some sort of message and everything, but I don't like your choice of messenger. Um, I'm an atheist, so I don't like your choice of messenger. And, you know, as a joke, I kind of, I gave him, you know, my uh, atheist joke, which was I said that he could go pray to Charles Darwin. Um, <laughs> you know, God of atheist, yeah. Um, you know, or whoever, you know, whoever he chose to, you know, it didn't really matter. Um, you know, that's fine, you know, if you choose to not want to, you know, have some sort of, you know, belief there. That's your decision. Uh, I'm not really as concerned with this for your choice of messenger. What I'm concerned is, did you get the message? Did you understand what I was saying? You know, what I was saying in this here is, you know, it doesn't matter what you, you know, who you are. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from doesn't matter, you know, what matters is where you're going, okay, where you're going, be a good person, move forward, that's the message, you know, that's something that even your, even science books will tell you, you know, even, you know, even your straight up, I, you know, and, and I get it, you know, there are people on this earth who don't want to take stands, um, I like to call them libertarians uh, sometimes because, yeah, you know, screw the rest of the world, just give me my weed. But you know what? Weed's cool for those who want it. But make sure you get the message. Life has nothing to do with all that, but the message here is, you know, be a good person. doesn't really matter what, you know, what you're voting or what you want to vote, you know, per se. It's, you know, it's, does this person actually carry with them a message? Um, and I can pick on the libertarian thing a bit because, you know, what happens with the, to a lot of times with elections is we have these choices that we want to make. And, you know, one side might be good, one side might be evil, you're unsure. And here comes this third person who's like, I'm flashy. And we all go to flashy because flashy seems safe. And it's not just, you know, with our you know, election system, but it's with a lot of things in life. You know, we miss out on what's happening and, you know, we miss out on choices. We miss out on, you know, our meals because of flashy. Um, you know, we pull into Taco Bell because we want a healthy meal, you know, but we end up leaving with cheesy, super duper whatever because it's the big flashy sign. You know, and we do things a lot of times, we get distracted by the flashing instead of actually keeping, you know, what we want. You know, you can go to Taco Bell and get the power healthy burrito thing, you know, with the grilled chicken and the guacamole and, you know, they make it there. And if you know that's what you want, then go to Taco Bell and get that. But don't get distracted when you get there because you see the flashy sign and it's like cheesy whatever for, you know, Three ninety nine, but we do that because we're distracted by the flashing. 
instead of finding that message. We're distracted by the flashy and everything, you know. We turn on our TVs and we want to see flashy tell us everything that's happening instead of actually getting a message. Turn our radios and we want the flashy beats instead of, you know, songs that actually have messages. That's one thing that gets me here is today's music, um, you know, I often find myself singing it, you know, there's this music out there, and there's not a lot of message with it. There's not a lot of movement. It's just... And there's no message, and there's no freaking words, and we have nothing to say. This is a trap song. 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 I could do this all day long. Where's the message at? Mm. Where's the message at? Mm. Where's the message at? Please give us a message, folks. Mm. Where's the message at? Please give us a message, folks. But they don't do that. Versus you go listen to something, you know, uplifting. I, I had the uh, joy recently. There's a young lady out, Corissa Vibes, um, who put out some music. And, you know, again, go find her on YouTube. But the young lady stuff... You know, it was catchy. It was fun. You know, it had a message. It had something I could actually hang on to, you know, which is rare, especially for this younger generation that we see, you know, coming out with tunes. But I thought that this was, was like, wow. And, you know, uh, one thing, and I can say with Rissa, you know, she's someone that I have found on YouTube, is I've made a point in the beginning to not look at her. Because... Honestly, she's a very attractive young lady. But I didn't want to get distracted by, I wanted to hear her message. So I made a point, you know what? We'll turn it on, walk in the other room, make a sandwich. You know, if you say something that vibes with me, maybe I'll walk back in the other room and keep listening. And if you don't, then maybe I'll walk back in the room and change the channel. You know what? She did that day. You know? <laughs> That's the thing. When you, uh, you know, when you get messages, get away from it. Listen. Listen. Linda, listen. Listen. Close your eyes and listen. Are you getting the message? Are you getting the message? Or are you just distracted by, you know, who the messenger is today? What's on? You know, you're distracted by what you see. You're distracted by everything else. You know, where's those blinders at? Are the blinders, you know, just being used as little points to point you forward so you can look around and see everything else going on, but you don't really know how forward you need to be? Or do you have the blinders on? Have you drawn your line in the sand? Do you have focus going on right now? Are you listening to what's going on outside? Do you know where you are? Do you know where you're going? Listen. Get the message. Bleat. The messenger. I can't say it any nicer. Fuck the messenger. Are you getting the message? Hysterical Shimonic Innovations. As a little treat for everyone here, I'm going to actually go now and play back a couple of segments from what's on the uh, podcast.
podcast here as episode two. Um, this is actually going to be called episode three here. Is this one here? We're getting the message, but we're going to go back to the starting point here and just listen to a little bit also on getting yourself set up and ready. Uh, all of the podcasts will be available to listen to, and you know, this might actually be a good thing. You know, you will rewind sometimes to get back into in the groove there. Um, I just know that for the YouTube audience that's going to be listening to this later, they didn't get this section because it was put out on Monday of last week as an added to that episode two. And this is, you know, this is a new podcast for me, so this is something that we're starting up here. But um, I think there's some great information in there also. So everyone enjoy it. And, you know, until next week, this is Derek here with Shamanic Innovations. Be well. Much love. All right, welcome back to the Shamanic Innovations Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Kearney. And right now we're going to continue this topic of starting points. Um, One thing that's important for me to say with this is with your starting points here, it's important when you're finding that to take a moment to assess where you are. You know, just take a moment and figure out exactly where you're starting from. Um, you know, if you were in a race and, you, you know, you, yeah, you drove that line, so you'd have a starting line and everything. But if you don't know where the finish line is, if you don't know where your goal is, if you don't know which way it's forward, then where are you going? And it's the same thing with life. If you don't know exactly where you your finish is, you know, then you don't know where you're starting from. All you know is that you're moving. And hopefully you're moving, you think, in the right direction, but you don't know. Um, and I think for a lot of us that, you know, indirection, obviously, you know, it's our happy ever after, whatever that may be, you know, whatever that goal is we're working for, whatever, you know, our life's journey is supposed to be, our mission, um, you know, whatever that may be, you know, for some for some of us, that is the whole, you know, family, wife, husband, kids, dog, white picket fence, happily ever after type of deal where you're in love. For some people, you know, that is the success, the money, the fame, you know, power, whatever. And for some people, you know, that is just being happy, you know, finding those things in them that make them happy. You know, if they are, you know, you can be a creative person and... You know, even a you know, well-adjusted person, you know, busy person, whatever. You can do things for people and not really make a lot of money doing it. You know, but just make enough to where you're comfortable. You have food. You have things that you can be grateful for. You know, you have a roof over your head. You have what you basically need in order to survive comfortably and you know do the things that you need to do and like to do and continue to express yourself and that can be your happily ever after you know people have this whole idea in their head the happily ever after is cinderella you know in the castle and all that and really happily ever after is whatever that you know ending is for you in that story you know whatever story it is you can think of that ending is the happily ever after um, you know, and you know the achievement of that goal, whatever the achievement of that life plan is, the happily ever after. So, with that being your ending and where you are being your starting point, 
okay, so let's assess, you know, let's take a moment and just, how are we, you know, how are we mentally, you know, are we okay, are we, you know, feeling well physically, you know, how are our emotions, you know, you know, you have to check in with those things, how are we adjusting here, um, you know, is there something that is wrong, is there something that needs to be fixed, something needs to be healed, you know, is there something that we're doing that we need to correct, um, you know, that's a, that's a big thing to kind of figure out, you know, when you're having that starting point there. Because um, it's really easy to look out and see, okay, you know what, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you're not paying attention here, you, you know, or you've whatever. It's really easy to see the faults in other people. But, you know, when you do this sort of work here, when you take that sort of step inwards and you find that point, you know, that you're starting from, you know, and you take that moment to assess where you're at, it's good to see, you know, it's good to do that as a mirror work, you know, sort of thing where you say, okay, well, what did I do? You know, did I screw something up here? You know, what can I fix? That's really the better way of looking at that. What can I fix? What can I improve? What can I make better? Um, one thing that I want to kind of get away from doing is using, you know, your negative uh, words, your negative aspects, you know, just because your words are spells. Um, you know, the words that you use are basically what you're projecting out into the world. So, you know, even, you know, by the slip of it, just by saying, hey, you know, this is broken uh, versus this is healing, this is being fixed, this is, you know, growing, hey, you know. Um, so, you know, I mean, if you, if you make a mistake, you know, yeah, you made a mistake, you made an error, um, these things do happen, you know, but is this something where you're going to use this as a lesson or is this something where you're going to use this just as, you know, another sort of whip onto yourself here, you know, because we, we, do, we, you know, we're pretty much the hardest people that we're going to find a lot of times upon ourselves with, you know, our mistakes if we make them or we're the easiest people because we're just going to, you know, and it all depends on how we view, you know, ourselves and everything. And hopefully we're viewing ourselves as people where we can accept our mistakes, you know, and we can own up to them, fess up to them. You know, I've made my share of them. I've made several today, <laughs> you know. Uh, and my mistakes always vary, you know. You, you know, define mistake, I guess, is a good way of saying that. But, you know, I probably have made family mistakes. I probably have made, you know, relationship mistakes type things. I definitely have made, you know, financial, you know, mistakes as far as what to do here, what to spend my money on there type of thing. Um, work mistakes, as I said. I, I did three of those today, you know, that I'll at least kind of call up and, they, you know, it can be right back to back to back. So, boom. Um you know, so we all make our share of these things, and it's the point of, well, how much, you know, how much time are you going to spend kind of beating yourself up because you made a mistake? Are you going to accept that mistake that you made? First off, that's, you know, the first question. Second, how much time are you going to spend beating up yourself over that before you decide that you're going to... You know, figure out, well, is there something in me that I can change so that I don't make this? You know, is this sort of like a pattern here where, you know, I can get away from that sort of thing? 
Um, and, you know, it's something that, you know, as I say, we all do these things here, you know, and as we find our new point, it's important for us to, you know, all come to, kind of come together and say, okay, well, this is where I'm beginning from. You know, this is my strength or this is my weakness or this is my training or this is my, you know, materials that I have. You know, these are my tools. This is where I'm starting at here. Um, because, you know, if you don't know where you're starting at, you don't know where you're, you know, what your goal is, then you're kind of just treading water. Um, I mean, even, you know, and even in every sort of way, there's, you know, there's some sort of goal that has to be reached. Uh, there's some sort of mission that we all have here, some journey that we all have. And, you know, it's important to take a moment and just assess where you're at. So that you can call that your line in the sand. So you can call that your next starting point. Um, you know, and it's just one of those things. Hey, you know, take a moment, figure out. Well, what am I doing here? You know, where am I living? You know, is this a place that I need to be living? Is this a place that's you know healthy for me? Is this a place that you know is fitting my needs? Am I growing in this? You know, location. And this is, you know, something that you look at with every aspect of your, you know, of your existence here. You know, it's not, you know, when I say where am I living, it's not just the physical building. Yes, you need to look at your physical home and see, you know, is this the physical home that you need to be in? But also, you know, the city that you're in, the community, um, you know, country even, because these are the things that, you know, you want to change. These are the things that you'll want to have, you know, when you do reach that happy ever after at the end. Um, you know, you'll want to have, you know, you know, that house, you know, that where are you living, that's also what's inside of you. You know, what's inside of your head, what's inside of your heart. You know, how are you when you step outside of the physical doors? You know, how are you interacting with other people? Are you actually starting to take a moment, smile, you know, how ask people, you know, legit questions, not just, uh, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. And everybody kind of lies through that. You know, I've actually kind of stopped saying I'm fine. You know, I'll pick it up and we'll say now another day in paradise, which really any day that, you know, I can wake up and see people is another day in paradise. It's great. But it gets me away from that lie of fine. Because for the longest, I can, you know, admit it's like, I'm not really fine. You know, it's kind of like somebody dies and all you say is sorry. Well, you, you know, I don't expect you to say sorry. You didn't kill him. And if you did kill him, then your sorry is probably not going to cut it. So don't tell me you're sorry and don't tell me you're fine. And don't call me cute. <laughs> Babies and puppies and shoes are cute. People that you don't want to date or cute, okay? Let's just get that out there. But with those things said, <laughs> hey, I didn't say we're always going to stay on target here. With those things said, you know, as we become better people here, we have to kind of take that moment and realize, hey, we're, you know, we have our limitations, we have our, you know, points here, and where can we move forward?
to Shamanic Innovations podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and today we're continuing this discussion on starting points, and in particular, um, just from the last discussion here, you know, taking a moment to assess where you're at <clears throat> at that starting point so you know which way is forward and how to move forward. Um, something that I've just kind of thought about since I recorded the last segment last segment last night, uh, maybe a reason why I have so much trouble with, you know, my own life, this idea of starting, restarting, and, you know, knowing where I'm at and everything, um, is a lack of focus. One thing, when you're when you're when you're in a race, when you're going in a direction, um, if you never notice the horses, they put blinders on them. And that way the horse can just see what's ahead of them. They're not looking off to the left. They're not looking off to the right. And the reason is, is that, you know, if they didn't have the blinders on, they would see everything and they'd be like, hey, I'm gone. And they want the horse to just keep going forward. And it's the same thing with us. We shouldn't, you know, figure out a way to put blinders upon ourselves so that we can continue to move forward. So we can't just get distracted by things um and there are a lot of distractions out there in our daily lives one of the biggest distractions i personally think are all the screens that we have um you know just in your normal day how many screens do you touch you know do you have a smartphone do you have a tablet are you in front of a computer are you in front of a computer that has multiple um monitors you know two three whatever are you in a room you know with different tv screens you're just your one tv at home you know a lot of screens that we come in contact with and this can be very very distracting for us um i know myself personally i work and live around screens pretty much 24 7 you know it's kind of weird. They say, like, you know, what you do in that first bit of time of day sets the course for your day. And even within that first bit of time, I'm dealing with a screen because, okay, well, I have a binaural beat that I'm using for sleep. Well, I've either got to turn that off, which means i got to touch the screen, or I've got to wait for it to end. <clears throat> and i got a Qigong video that I might want to put on, you know, so I can have a morning movement. Well, until I master Qigong and I've done enough of this to just know the video by heart, you know, know the movements by heart, i got to follow along with a video. Um, how many of us spend our time in the morning, you know, on Facebook, on Twitter, on whatever social media, just kind of, you know, as that morning paper, as they like to joke, hey, you know, I'm going to go to the bathroom with my device and take a little scroll action while I wait on things to happen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is just one of those things that we'll, you know, or if it's not there, then, you know, I make the joke, but if it's not there, then it's at the breakfast table, this, you know, whatever, you know, we use it for our music, we use these things for our traffic, we use these things to communicate, you know, especially, you know, if you're someone and you're, you know, in relations with people, but they don't all live with you, you know, your family, your friends, whatever, not everyone lives with you. So if you're communicating with people outside of where you live and you need to communicate with them, you know, they're close enough to to you to where you want to communicate with them when you first wake up in the morning. It could be, you know, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, kids, parents, whatever. But if you're communicating with these people first thing, guess what? You're touching the screen. 
So, you know, there's so many of these screens that we're interacting with, and they can be a bit, you know, distracting. Um, you know, because it's very easy to look at that screen and say, okay, well, the notifications are going off, so I have to check it. And I, I'm the type of person I've gotten to this habit of, okay, well, you know what? The notifications are going off, and I don't like seeing it, whatever. Well, I'll turn off the notifications. I might even, you know, silence the cell phone for a minute or whatever. And then there's that, well, so if it's all silent and there's no notifications and I can't see, well, I'll just go check it on my own. And, you know, that becomes a distraction because now you can't see them. You can't see if anybody's contacting you. What? Mind blown. You're still distracted by the screen, even though you have turned off what you thought were the distractions. Um, you know, even just having the screens on. Yeah, you're sitting there at work, but you have the Internet on, you know. And you have to have the Internet on for whatever you're doing with work, but there's another tab open that maybe you don't need on, you know. There's another, you know, there's another screen to pop in. Maybe you're working between two programs. One program's a little bit more fun than the other, you know. So you might definitely keep the one screen up, but you won't keep the second one up, you know. Or if you do keep the second one up, it's not up as long. You're distracted by the things that you're coming in with. And it's because we don't, as a society, we don't really focus on one thing at a time. We don't move forward in one direction at a time. You know, we've taken the blinders off, and now we're just kind of trotting along, and we're still trying to race, but, you know, half the right side blinders kind of broken, there's a cap falling down, and we can see a little bit of light coming through, and it's like, ooh, Daisy's over here in the corner, and there's a meadow, and, you know, the left side bright, you know, blinder, eh, the band on that's kind of wankety, so it's like flapping in the wind, and we can see a little bit of light coming over there, and it's like, ooh, there's people playing over there. Let's go join, you know. And, you know, this is the point where instead, you know, we need to, even if we're a horse in this situation, stop for a second, fix our blinders, you know, assess where we're at, assess where that, you know, finish line's going to be, make our new starting point and keep going, um, you know, move forward. Because, you know, as I said, it's very easy. You know, even now, I'm sitting here and I know that, hey, I'm using this device right now to speak into. i got the speaker there. I've got it going. I want to just speak into this and tell everyone, you know, why they shouldn't be distracted. And I'm looking at it like, well, while I'm sitting here, I guess I could just check to see if anybody, you know, possibly message me. Because we're distracted. You know, we are, you know, we've become this thing where... It needs to happen that we look at these screens. And it's not just, you know, our device screens. As I said, you know, some TV screens also. You know, we become this thing where, you know, there's the need to check in with television so that we know what's going on. And I do understand, yes, there are things that, you know, and, and since you do need to know, you need to know what your weather is outside. You know, is it going to rain today? How cold is it? Those are things that are important to you. You need to know, you know, if there's something major happening in the world and, you know, your community even that, you know, is going to affect you. And yeah, you need to know these things. I don't think you need to know what insert reality celebrity is doing this week. 
<laughs> at all times. You know, I don't think you need to know what insert whatever person, you know, is thinking or what, you know, all this. So it's it becomes this thing of, you know, we feel like we need these screens. And, you know, in fact, we really don't. But, you know, we we see these screens, you know, as little distractions here instead of keeping focus on whatever else we have to do. Um, and it's not just to pick on screens. I know myself personally that I'm very screen distracted, you know, but there are other things in our lives that do distract us. You know, there are people in our lives that distract us. Um, you know, if you're involved with someone and you know, they don't really have anything positive to bring to the table, and they're just like, hey, let's, you know, let's just go and do whatever. They may be a distraction, you know, they may be keeping you from doing the thing that you should be doing or won't be doing, you know, if they're not helping you to move forward, you know, if your family member is just kind of like, eh, whatever, they're a distraction for you, and if they're like, hey, you know, let's go do this instead, you know, instead of you chasing your dream, if they're like, hey, let's go play hopscotch, they're a distraction. And that's basic with any sort of, you know, human being you might have in your life. If the human being's not, you know, at least giving you the space to work on your dreams, you know, and at most giving you the tools, you know, that you might be missing to help you with your dreams or giving you the feedback that you need in order to craft that dream properly. You know, if they're not helping you in any way with that dream, they're a distraction, you know. Uh, you know, if whatever else is going on, you know, if your home environment is not helping you, it's a distraction. You know, if your work environment's not helping you, it's a distraction. If your church is not helping you, it's a distraction. You know, whatever it is in your life. And I, you know, use these things as broadly as possible because I want to point out that everything can be a distraction. And distractions, you know, I think I've personally have come across them throughout my lifetime. Um, you know, some people are A-type personalities where they are super-duper focused, you know, mega A's even, where they're super-duper focused and nothing gets in their way. And, you know, they see a goal at age two and they are hitting that goal, you know, in every single mark. And, you know, they don't have any sort of obstacles maybe, or if they do have an obstacle, it's an obstacle they can overcome because they, you know, have that sort of, they, you know, they came out the womb with blinders on. So they are just focused, laser sharp. And some of us, okay, you know, we came out and we maybe, you know, tried a couple pairs of blinders on, tried to get them to fit, and they haven't really fit right. Um, you know, I think back on the times when I've been more focused, uh, these have been times where I've had one thing, you know, one sort of job to do that I could repeatedly practice over and over, you know, that was something that I enjoyed doing, that I did well, that, you know, I saw the value in and how it, you know, was for other people and for myself, um, you know, helped me grow as a person and helped other people out at that time, you know, for what they needed. You know, as I said, it was something, you know, there were things that I enjoyed doing. These were times where I've had the most focus. Um, and I think it's particularly just because, you know, I grew up, you know, as a person who, you know, for the most part, you know, as a kid, there wasn't that sort of 
you know, guidance on how to focus. Um, you know, it, you know, this is one of those things that you are kind of born with and you are kind of taught, you know, at a young age, you know, how to refine that, how to hone that sort of skill and focus. You know, it is something that, you know, you're born, hey, you need to do. And then someone comes along and shows you, okay, well, this is how you bring it all together and this is what you should be doing, you know. And... You know, this can be, you know, whoever. This can be a parent, this can be a mentor, this can be, you know, a peer, or whatever. Um, instead of really having, you know, the sort of focus with the blinders on and, hey, you know, I'll have the, you know, person, the guide really to kind of show me how to do things. Um, there's been a lot of self-teaching with my life um, just because of, you know, the way that my life has gone through. Um, and I, I think that's something that happens with a lot of us. You know, we're born into this aspect of scarcity. We're born into this aspect of trying times. And we're born into this aspect where, you know, we're kind of Bambi in the movie after the mom's been shot and, the other random, you know, king who might be the dad, they're not even really saying deer comes by and is like, yeah, your mom's dead. You got to learn to walk low, kid. You know, and it's like little Bambi doing this here. So, you know, but we all kind of start there instead of having that nurturing, you know, if you watched any of Bambi before, there's that nurturing, you know, and, you know, the mom deer is like, hey, don't go here. Don't do this. Run away from that, you know, and kind of showing off things and teaching Bambi, you know, these things before. Bambi had all the skills, but Bambi needed to be kind of taught. And then when, you know, Bambi's mom died, Bambi got this new mentor to kind of slide right in that pace, and boom, you know, there you go. You know, that's how Bambi becomes big Bambi who saves everyone at the end. Sorry to give the story away, but if you haven't seen Bambi by now, yeah, go get Twitter painted. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting to use that. So, uh, you know, but, you know, that's kind of the point, though, is, you know, with my life, it hasn't really been that. It's been more of the, okay, well, you're Bambi, and here you go. And go walk in the meadow, and, yeah, you know, there's mom, but, you know, she's nurturing, she's caring, but it's not like the laser focus type parent, I'll go ahead and say, you know, because she had dealt with her own issues and she had her own things going on. So it's kind of, you know, you can't really laser focus on the middle child. Um, and, you know, the breakup of that, you know, also my dad had passed when I was a, one years old. So that kind of, you know, that's another reason why the maybe story kind of does touch a little bit. It's like, all right, you know, you lose lose something, you know, great. Um, and there really wasn't that sort of, you know, big buck deer, we'll call it, <laughs> you know, super deer, you know, that kind of came along and said, you know, at any point in time, really, just kind of came along and said, okay, well, you know, here's the rest of the lesson, and now you can, you know, go about, you know, even now, you know, as an adult, after, you know, as a parent here, the second parent, um, it's been a lot of self-teaching. It's been a lot of, 
hey, you know what? There's a book on this. I'm going to read the book. There's a movie on this I'm a documentary. I'm going to watch it. Um, there's a guy giving a speech. Well, I'll go listen to it. Hey, you got an idea? I'll listen to it. Hey, you know, let me go sit in reflection for a little while and see if, you know, I'm guided towards anything. If anything's sent to me, you know, sort of message, whatever, I'll listen to it. Um, and I'm sure, you know, as I say this, there's probably going to be, you know, some form of adult, you know, it's like, well, you know, I tried to guide you over the years, or I thought I was your guide, or, hey, I'll be your guide. Um, and some of these people, you know, are definitely willing to do so for a low, low fee. <laughs> so stay away from those guides. But, uh, you know, as I say, the uh, the good ones really, you know, you know, are there for you, you know. And it's not to say that I haven't had any sort of guides at all. I've definitely had, you know, some positive people within my life, um, music teachers, excuse me, getting back to, you know, one of those times where I've been focused is with music, um, you know, throughout like the middle and high school years, I can remember having music teachers that, you know, they really gave me, you know, some direction, um, they gave me some encouragement at the time, they gave me some, you know, criticism also when needed. And, you know, it gave me at that point in time at least hope for the future, you know. And that's one of the important things that you'll find really, you know, in this world are your teachers, you know, especially arts type teachers, you know, dance, music, uh, acting, you know, art even, you know, just basic painting, drawing, whatever. You know, these are the people that we should be listening to are the teachers uh, because they're the ones that, you know, are, you know, dealing with, these kids on a daily basis, and especially, as I say, the art-type teachers, because they're the ones that are dealing with the kids on a daily basis, where they can see, hey, this kid maybe has a B, and we should push him towards B, versus this kid has an A, and we should push him towards an A. So, you know, that was something there. Um, you know, I, I can say that I've had, you know, a couple of, you know, four-time Good friends, good family members, you know, um, even in losing my dad young, uh, my mom was the youngest of 10 kids and she had seven brothers. So it kind of became like dad light in a sense, you know, when you add to that, um, you know, she had two other sisters, they both married, so, you know, there were uncles there. My father had two other brothers, you know, they've kind of picked, especially now in the later days, they've kind of picked up, you know, kind of on that Bambi role, in a sense, you know, like, okay, yeah, and they're polar opposites, which is kind of funny, but, you know, they, you know, they've kind of picked up and stepped up in as far as, you know, being people that, you know, I can kind of look at and say, okay, well, here, you know, here's a guy, um, you know, and there's been, you know, different people. Um, different co-workers, managers, you know, that I've had over the years, you know, who I've been able to kind of look at, you know, for the time working with these people and, you know, get guidance, get support, get help, get, you know, encouragement, get criticism when needed and, you know, get some sort of like base of, hey, you know, this is kind of how you need to craft things. This is how you should be working. This is what should be happening, you know, so you know, that thing is important, but at the same time, you know, I notice in myself that, um, and it's something I've especially noticed, you know, 
recently with this journey here is that a lot of things that happen with me is because of the lack of, you know, focus due to not really having, you know, control over the energy, you know, not really having the blinders off, not having, you know, that right person that just kind of push towards the goal, you know, point and say, okay, well, put the blinders on, set it in the direction, not to have someone do that, you know, not really to know the direction myself and just kind of wildly go things. A lot of, you know, a lot of things that have happened with my life, a lot of the mistakes I might say that I've made, lessons more of I should say that I've learned, have been due to a lack of focus. So, you know, as I open the curtains today and vow to myself once again, you know, as I do each day to create more, um, I'm thinking to myself that, you know, the more that I should be creating today is blinders, should be focus. It should be, you know, a way to come within myself and figure out how to get rid of some of these distractions. And, it, you know, it's going to be difficult. Because it's really easy to say these things when you're looking, you know, out the mirror from your bedroom, at the view, you know, the sun's in front of you, and, you know, it's people and trees and life. And it's really easy to say that with, you know, whatever else. And then I'll turn around and I'll walk out the bedroom door, you know, and I'll be inundated with the screens again, and I'll be inundated with, you know, everything that's going on and hey, what do I need to do, and, you know, life and bills and everything. Um, and it's really easy, you know, to walk out of here and forget everything that I just said, you know, and just go back to distraction bill because that's what, you know, the 3D lifestyle is, it's distraction bill. Um, you know, it's really easy to kind of forget that focus. Um, I've really been someone who, you know, it's something that I, you know, struggle with out there, even in the times where, you know, I try to focus. Um, one of the things that kind of gets to me is meditation. And, you know, I find it to where, you know, the idea of sitting somewhere still, quiet, it's like, um... I don't want to, you know, as I say, I never really want to play any sort of labels and, you know, titles and whatever, but it's like, still quiet? So, is that like a symptom of ADHD, where you, you know, or ADD, where you're just kind of like, uh, you can't really sit still and quiet, you know? Wait, you mean I just have to focus on one thing, you know? Um, I mean, I just have to, you know, sit here and breathe and, you know, concentrate on, you know, being in the now with my breath, you know, it's the reason why, you know, another reason why I kind of love Qigong is because it is a moving meditation, but at the same time, it is a meditation, so I notice myself, you know, I'm in a stance, and you know, there's a lot of stances you can do, so, you know, really quick and easy things, flowing things, and as you learn these, you know, there's one that I've learned to where I can take it off a video now, and I'll do that a few times. A couple of times kind of works towards. Um, but, you know, I notice with myself here when I do it, if I'm really concentrated or if I'm distracted. If I can get myself to where I'm focused and concentrated, maybe I am 
you know, out in nature somewhere, you know, doing this or it's an early morning and uh, there's nobody doing any sort of construction or repairs or cleaning or lawn service around and, you know, no dogs are barking, the AC isn't going off, you know, and on at different times. It's just, you know, steady tone, whatever. If I can, you know, figure a way to focus, yes. The moment was great, and I feel wonderful afterwards, and I feel refreshed and, you know, ready to take on the day. If I am not focused, if I am distracted, forget it. You know, I think it was yesterday, you know, I, I went to do, you know, the normal set, and, okay, you know, draw your heavens up, or draw your hands up, you know, bring down that energy, and... Squirrel. <laughs> and it was like, I got to stop. Hold on. I can't do this because squirrel, you know. And, and that's one of the things that we get in our mindset is that squirrel, you know, is that distraction. Um, as I said, you know, these distractions are not just the screens. Distractions are, you know, things that can even pop up in our minds. They are the old memories that pop up. You know, if you're just kind of bebopping along, standing along, walking along, and you hear a song and it hits you, you know, the songs are your messages. You know, I like to say that songs are basically how we communicate back and forth with God, Creator, Source, whatever you want to, you know, insert your favorite deity name there. Um, but, you know, if you're bebopping along, you hear a song, and it suddenly throws you into a loop, well, that's, you know, going to distract you from what you're doing there. And it's the same, you know, so if you're bebopping along and you hear a song and you're trying to drive and all of a sudden this song has you thinking about, you know, 20 years ago, hanging out with your friends, you know, sitting in the back seat, you know, having a good time. And you're suddenly thinking that you're sitting in the back seat having a good time. You're going to forget about the fact that you're driving. If, you know, you're listening to a song and this has you thinking about the time that you broke up with your ex, you know, and you're just all boohoo crazy. You're going to forget about the fact you're driving, you know. So, you know, it's an easy thing, you know. If you have it available to you, change the station, put on something happy, pull over, you know, stop for a second, <laughs> assess where you're at, you know, put your blinders back on, turn off the music if you need to, you know. But, you know, music is a distraction. Uh, you know, I was, you know, music can be a distraction, so turn it off, put the blinders on, move forward, you know. Um, so yeah, that's just what becomes a thing there is how to, you know, when you're finding that starting point, how to do that where you assess where you're at and, you know, get blinders on so you can move forward. Um, and I hope everyone's enjoyed this. Uh, I'm going to take a little pause here, but yeah, you know, this is Derek Kearney with Shamanic Innovations and we'll return.